Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome back. back to the show, chicks. We're so happy that you could join us once again for another episode. And this is really exciting this week. Yeah. It is Android Lloyd Webber Week. I know. Oh, my God. I'm so happy we're doing themed weeks. This is going to be fun. I'm so excited. I mean, we can't get through all of his of course musicals. We but can't. we could definitely touch on the musicals that are currently on Broadway. Yes. Now, at the time that we filmed this episode, one of the two musicals is still you know, it's just about to close, which is very upsetting. But we were thinking, let's still do it. Let's yeah, I guess. Kind of sure. ironic because I feel like it should be switched around. Which one stays open and which one closed. But we'll get into that later. Yes. I mean, that's a whole big thing. Yeah. But next episode. How was your week? It was really good. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was interesting getting those those tickets, but. Getting the tickets. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that story. But I can know. I please talk about something? Please. Because I always have something to talk about, you know. Yes. The weather, again. <laughs> this time, don't care about it being hot, cold, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't even care that it's raining. Oh, okay. What okay. do you care about then? It's springtime, <laughs> which Yay! means allergies. Oh, sorry. Like, let me tell you, it is so nice in New York City to see flowers It's out. great. You I feel like springtime is one of my favorite times in New York City. I mean, I love New York City all year round, but I feel like when people like start to get glimpses, it's like such a funny time because it's like, it's kind of hot, but it teases you. So you see people like... On the same day on the subway, like in puffer jackets and sandals. It's great. That is very true. But let me tell you about New York City. Oh, yeah. Tell okay. me. Okay. There are just rows of gardens in the middle of the road. Yes. Which is very strange to me. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's so much asphalt. You kind of need a little bit of green. I'm sure that was, that's why. Yes. But every end of the street, mm-hmm. it's like tulips yes. or flowers, which is nice. Yeah. Okay. They look nice. Okay. But my God, these allergies. <laughs> Like yeah. the bees run wild. Yeah. Pollinating everything. And <laughs> how does not going to be able to breathe or smell? I still can't smell from COVID properly. <laughs> so we might like have. A year ago. A year ago almost. So let's just take it back in a bit. Yeah. You know, like how it doesn't smell at all. <laughs> so she can't smell the nice flowers. I'm glad you don't need to smell for this show. That'd be, that'd be heartbreaking. That would be yeah. heartbreaking. You can still see shows. And not smell anything. I agree. But Central Park. Yeah. I know it's far away from Broadway. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if people come to New York City, they want to see potentially yeah, the Broadway. cherry blossoms and stuff in Central Park But too. the cherry blossoms. They're oh, so pretty. Gorgeous. I just can't smell anything. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It'll, it'll, it'll pass. Hopefully. Right? That happens, right? I, I, I don't I have allergies, so. so I don't know. Oh, it's terrible. Sorry. For about like two weeks. Okay. And then it passes. Then it passes. Okay, good. We're good. So I'll have my... my ability to smell hannah back that is true yeah which is a very weird thing to say now that i think about (laughs) but speaking of like gorgeous things in new york and it's just i love this time of year though because Mm -hmm. not only do people perform like in broadway but there's a lot of shows that are not necessarily like broadway shows but they perform like shakespeare in the park yes oh my god we should do that as an episode i've never seen one it would be so itch. I I fall asleep to Shakespeare. I'll be the first to admit. I still I just know the basics of Romeo and Juliet, uh-huh. Hamlet. I saw Macbeth last year. Yes, you did with Daniel Craig. With Daniel. But this is the thing. Did I actually listen to the show? No, I was. You watching. No. I was watching Mr. Bond. No, I was Hannah. Seeing- okay, look. At least you didn't fall asleep. That's true. No, look. I was watching Mr. Bond perform his lines. Where's Macbeth? Okay. okay, he is an incredible performer, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all start. Most British Broadway, like, movie stars. Or just in general, like, British actors, yeah. Yeah, they start out in the theatre. Yeah, they start doing Shakespeare. Um, and you could definitely tell, because mm. they're just incredible. It is very lovely out, but these allergies. It's just something that we need to... Humans just don't need to be born with allergies. <laughs> okay? I'm sorry you have to deal with that. That's okay. I really am. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll, it'll, it'll pass. I have empathy for all of our viewers that, that struggle with allergies. I'm allergic to some things, but thankfully not the Pollard? earth. Yeah. Yeah, or earth, really. <laughs> Dirt, grass, people. Let's be honest, we're all allergic to I was going to say, just people. a little bit. Like, I'm allergic I can to think you, of but, a couple. I st- but I stick around. Oh, you thank know? you. That's it, how much it, you love me. It builds up. You yeah. Know how they say, like, <laughs> resistance. The resistance, yeah. That's how you get oh over God. stuff. But other than that, thank you for asking for how my week was. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. It's been great, but I've just been dealing with allergies. Yeah. But yeah, we've mentioned before that this week is Andrew Lloyd Webber week. Yes, and we're is. talking about Phantom. Yes, Phantom. Okay. Before You're we get excited into this, this? Ooh, I'm so like, excited. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Um, before tell we get into why. this, this right. I feel ashamed even admitting this as like a. a, a it's okay. A this is a goer. safe space. Good. Okay. Okay. I've never seen Phantom of the Opera. <gasps> yeah, I know. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Listen, I just always thought it was going to be there. I mean, it's been running for, it just celebrated like its 35th anniversary, right? So, Thank God it did. I know, it I almost will. before. <sighs> yeah. But I was like, okay, I have so much time to see it. There's so many other shows I have to see. I don't have time. And then they announced that it was closing. I was like, wait, what? It's closing? And then all of a sudden, all the tickets were either sold out or just super expensive. I can't afford that. So I was like, oh my God, how am I going to see the show? I have to. And then they extended. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe this is a chance. But of course, nope. Because all those tickets were expensive as hell. So yeah. I was freaking out. I was freaking out when I was like, oh my God, it closes in April. It, it's April. Yeah, well, it originally was February. Yeah, it was. And then there was all this uproar. People were like, how dare you close this even before the 35th anniversary. Which would have been so stupid. Like, you were so close. Hello. Yet so far. <laughs> and they were like, no, we'll close. And then, obviously, they must have got a little bit of extra money. Oh, or, yeah. Because or so- that's the reason to- why it was closing after all yeah. this. Which, like, because it's, like, such a staple, it's kind of a dinosaur, meaning it's been there forever. And most people, I'm sure, like me, thought it would be there forever. So people aren't, like, yeah. running to go get these tickets. Oh, so I So ticket was. sales are pretty low. And it, yeah. it's also quite a show to put on. I'm sure it's expensive to put on all the time. Oh, it looks hella expensive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber was just, like, funneling money. Oh, this. so it's incredibly, particularly when COVID hit. Yeah, you know the hype of Broadway isn't as high as it used to be, mm-hmm. and it's like still coming back. It's it's slowly coming back. It's like airlines. People <laughs> are slowly starting okay, wait, to travel. Don't compare Broadway to airlines. Everyone hates airlines. Airlines are horrible. Yes, yeah, South Southwest, please <laughs> <laughs> customer service. Please fix up your act. Uh, thankfully broadway is not like right but i get your point they don't cancel a show and don't reschedule you that's true they give you time they do it's not on the day it's very rare (laughs) is it very rare and again it's like a live show like things are bound to happen so i give them grace but back to phantom i was i was freaking out yeah you 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 thought uh, we would get tickets you had more faith than i did i did i was like she's gotta get but to be fair you'd already seen it so that the sort of anxiety that i felt you weren't feeling because i was you had the security and knowing you've seen it live i've never seen it live it was gorgeous and stunning yeah and i was very grateful for it well yeah well uh, you can say that now but if we hadn't seen this we would have never been able to talk about phantom without me like having a breakdown Okay. That's true. That that's true. We would have had but to take did. you somewhat. We did. Woohoo! Um, that was quite a journey. Uh, it was. I don't think I've I ever worked asleep. that hard to get a ticket in my life. No, you haven't. I was asleep. Yeah, and I got I, tickets. I greatly appreciate. That. Essentially, I you know had some time off from work, and I took the day off to originally spend with you, but we were both really tired. Oh, well, hella tired. Really tired. But I was like, wait, I can get standing tickets. So we had gone to see a show. Um, we saw Moulin Rouge because we love Moulin Rouge. Anyways, we saw that Thursday night. But originally the plan was I was going to run after work to go see, um, get like standing room tickets for yeah. Phantom. Because I had read, oh, you can just show up like a half hour before and get tickets. That was dumb um, because it was closing in a week. And that post I saw was like two months ago. Ooh. Anyways, I go and they're like, oh, yeah, it's sold out already. Like you have to get here really, really early. And so dang, a light bulb. I'm like, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I can come here really early. Can't. So guess what I did? I got to the box office at 7.30 a.m. Which is like, for some people who have to wake up at 6 for work, it's like, oh, that's no problem. I don't wake up that early ever. No. So don't. that was quite a feat for me. But no. I got there at 7.30 and I was 11th in line. 11th. Which is kind of wild. That's, that's how you know like people are really trying to get these tickets. So I was I was stressing a little bit. I was like, okay, I, I better get these tickets because I did not wake up early for this. Yes, for nothing. That's just true. To, to sit on like, you know, the cold asphalt. But you were 11th in line. I know, but you have to understand, I didn't know how many tickets there were for standing room. Okay. Like there are whispers of how many there are, but like Moulin Rouge, we've gotten standing room for that. There were only there were five tickets. Five tickets, yeah. So I'm like, if I'm 11th and they have 10, I'm going to be pissed. Anyways, I was in line for a good bit. Um, uh, you know, until like 
what two and a half hours yeah until the <laughs> it opened up and it was actually pretty cold that morning unexpectedly yeah. so that was interesting although i did get to chat it up with other broadway goers of course everyone in that line is like a broadway fanatic because no one else is crazy enough yeah. um just get up that early and go onto new york city street that early <laughs> but i was there and i got tickets Woo! and i oh just got to reap the rewards again yes you did <laughs> you're lucky i love that's how much i love you oh that's um, very sweet yeah i just it was like texting you and i'm sure you like woke up to like oh my god we have tickets yeah i got us tickets I, so we got standing room. I knew you were going to get them, but I'm glad you had faith. I was, yeah. I was a little worried. I was like, but I, I worry about you were going to get them. So. so in my head, I was like already blocked out my calendar being like, okay, we're going to see it. Yeah. This is great. But the thing about standing, and I don't think not a lot of people may know about this. I don't is, even know many people know about standing room to begin with. Yeah. Somebody, standing is dirt cheap. Yeah. Except Moulin Rouge. Except It's dirt cheap to go see the show. Yeah. And for sure. $29. Yeah. Again, mind you, this is like people are paying hundreds to get to see the show now. And it depends on which theater mm-hmm. you stand at. Like, for example, Phantom, we were in the orchestra level, but right at the back of the orchestra. Yes. Whereas I've heard, and I can't wait to actually go test out this theory mm-hmm. to see whether there's like two groups of standing or yeah. something. But I heard for Anne Juliet, it's all the way back at the back of the mezzanine which is kind of crazy right i've never heard of that i felt i feel like standing room just makes sense to me on orchestra yeah know. but standing is really good for those shows like ed juliet if you haven't seen ed juliet it's a jukebox musical based off the shakespeare there you go <laughs> the shakespeare story of ed Ju- of romeo and juliet i did not fall asleep to that one i can't <laughs> wait to see I that it's kind of hard to do so it's a lot of pop music yeah, for yeah. sure. It's you could like dance and sing, and we did that for Moulin Rouge for Phantom. I can't sing opera to you save can't. my life. You can't really sing along. It's also not really the space to do so. It's it's like it, you have to. It's just a purely watch, which is great. I love those. Yeah. Um, but I was so excited to see it. Oh my god! And it surpassed my expectations. I was very happy. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is obviously the chandelier. Yes. So it opens up, again, Family Opera takes place in an opera, but it opens up like in the future, you know, sort of a, a couple years or yeah. a, a, a couple decades after the main show. Um, and it's an auction. And then they're talking about, oh, we've rebuilt, you know, this chandelier that fell or in the sort of crisis or of the opera house. And so I think like the biggest moment is super memorable is when they unveil the chandelier and like in that unveiling it's now going back in time to when like yeah. the opera house was in its full glory and the chandelier kind of rises it's like that, the chandelier oh. is, like, is animated in a way i get goosebumps every time i saw it <laughs> like i have to say now past tense but every time i saw that show goosebumps immediately but also the monkey as well oh, yeah the little monkey the little the, copy monkey yeah so that was gorgeous but standing is a lot of fun yes i feel like what's great about standing is that you're guaranteed at least one person is not going to show up for their tickets. That is true. Even this one, which again, yeah. was closing, these tickets were really expensive. People didn't show up and we got seats. So yeah, you have to stand for the first half, but at intermission, if there's seats. And nice can, ushers. Yes. Shout out to the ushers. You then can go and sit at those seats. And we, like Leslie said, got seats and we sat at like three to $400 tickets. Yes. And paid 29 Hello. <laughs> But it's definitely worth it. Yes. Standing room is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend doing it. And if you, at least trying it, especially if you're on a budget. I feel like it's still it's super cool. And you get to see some like background, like behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, we'll get more into it when we talk about Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, an example of being able to interact with behind the scenes is when we saw Moulin Rouge standing room. Yeah. The cast came right behind us. Yeah. And they're like stretching behind us, which is kind of cool. Yeah. That was fun. I like run down the aisles afterwards to go up on stage. Yeah. My favorite part of Broadway and film and just like pop culture in general is the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. stuff. So I really enjoy having the opportunity to be near anything that's to do with the production. When we saw Phantom, for instance, we were standing right next to the booth where the sound guy was. Yeah, like really, literally, like right next to it, to the point where they're like, "We're like, okay, if you move like a little bit to the right, you're going to be in his way." Yeah, it's like, oh wow, okay. And you can't mess up that. Yeah. It's really interesting seeing behind the scenes, but yeah, Phantom. Let's get into it because let's do it. Unfortunately, it is no longer in Broadway, which is very upsetting. But I'm sure it'll be touring. I think this will be touring forever. 
I think so um, too. But it's all over the world. Yeah. It's in multiple different languages. Yes. It's they're Everywhere. opening it up in Italy yes. in the summer, mm-hmm. which is so exciting to hear. Andrew Lloyd Webber himself owns his own theatre on the West End. Mm-hmm. So without a doubt, if they can't fill it with something, fair to will be there. Yeah, but I, it's definitely bittersweet. It was, I think, like my first experience really, like seeing a show in its closing phase. I feel like I haven't really gotten that where Darn. you can feel the energy and just the excitement but also yeah. like sort of the disappointment in the air of like oh man like i'm, I'm missing it. this is the last one like i'm not yeah. gonna see this again i agree i mean you could definitely see that even with the applauses mm-hmm. at the end of songs like the audience just went crazy and when i saw it prior to the last time we saw it yeah they were applauding yeah. and we should be applauding particularly for phantom when all of it is an opera so it is very hard on the vocal cords it is and to the point where there's two christines yeah i mean there's it's a very uh very vocally like training strange, yeah. yeah another cool thing is that not many musicals actually perform on a monday mm-hmm. but phantom was the one that you could guarantee to see on a monday oh, well not anymore not okay. anymore that's rude <sighs> but to get into a little bit of background of Phantom of yeah. the Opera, um, if you didn't already know, <laughs> it's an Andrew Lloyd Webber sort of musical. The music is by Andrew Lloyd Webber, and the lyrics are by Charles Hart. It's actually based, which I didn't know this, so I might be one of the few people who didn't know this. It's Probably. based on a book, um, a French book from 1910. Yeah. Um, but essentially the plot is about this sort of soprano, like a, a budding and talented soprano named Christine Daae, and the sort of like obsessed like sort of ghoul of an opera house that she's performing in that is like her master, her train, like he's trained her, but he has like a really weird obsession, which is like a very weird it's concept. A weird, if you think about it's it, a weird story. A little, creepy, little creepy, but I think it works. For this, yes. It's done well. I feel like it's done well, Andrew. I, I give you this. I give you this, Andrew. Yeah. But I, I mean, let's remember that Christine thinks that this controlling human yeah is an angel that's sent from her late father yeah they're all a bit messed up in the head really a little bit a little bit but it's fine whatever whatever we're just gonna ignore that bit um (laughs) but you know it is about this phantom that controls this theater Mm -hmm. and he demands like thousands of tens of thousands of salary yeah this man doesn't do nothing he's just i would love that can you I imagine you live somewhere and it's just like if you don't pay me for living here i'm gonna make your life a living hell i could do that that's actually kind of baller but um we should try that one day yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay but the the musical is from like 1986 which i think is important to um note it, it, it started on like london and then came to broadway in 1988. yeah i think it's very reminiscent of like a different era of broadway i think everything from like the stage design to the music um, to the costumes of course like it's in a, a certain like time and era within like the plot of the show but i think the sort of you know like the way it feels i don't want to say it feels 80s but it doesn't feel oh it feels 80s okay well you said it um it feels like, <laughs> i don't think it's a bad thing i think it's kind of cool to see no, a show I that's run that long yeah so. I, I agree i mean but then again it is set the 19th hundreds you know like very early stages of opera and french history and there's a lot of things that these days you would never expect like a masquerade ball yeah how many times have we been invited to a masquerade ball none none exactly i don't know if we should admit that out loud that kind of seems a little lame but we should change that (laughs) we should we should make we should change that but there's so many things that just the way they dress, like the costumes, you're right. It's it's very nice to see that era be brought back yeah. to life. And I think I think just the production level is otherworldly. I think it stayed on I understand why it's been here for so long. Oh yeah. Because it's it's just very different and it's definitely Broadway spectacle, but in a, a way that's different than what I've seen before. It's something that you when people say West End, when people say Broadway, what do you think? Yeah, I think of something like Phantom of the Opera. Exactly. Sure. We're talking way too much, though, about the extra things. We started <laughs> off talking about... super interesting about the show. I, I mean, know, I know. But yeah, we'll get into the plot. Actually. We should we <laughs> should finish off the plot. Then we can talk about all that stuff. Exactly. So, as we mentioned, it kind of opens with an auction. The, the chandelier is unveiled, and it goes back in time when the opera house is in its, like, full height, and you see this sort of, like, owner of the opera walking around, these two prospective owners, giving them the rundown and being like... All right, here it is. I'm out, um, essentially. And it's like, it opens up with Carlotta, who's like the main star of the opera. 
She's yeah. kind of a priss. Really annoying. Um, no yeah. one really likes her. She's very. She's hilarious. She's uh, she's annoying, but she's one of the most funny, hilarious but people. I don't... It's like when you watch The Bachelor, right? Yeah. And there's a really annoying girl. Yeah. But she's the funniest. <laughs> very entertaining. I won't say yeah. funny. Entertaining. And entertaining. <laughs> but it opens with her kind of singing. And then all of a sudden, like, the background comes crashing down. And that's the first sign that something wrong is happening in this opera. And you hear like the phantom's voice. Woo. Yeah, which is like chilling, which I'll talk about. I in have a goosebumps step. It's chilling, but in a good way. And I'll talk about why in a minute. But you kind of, it kind of is revealed that there's like a sort of phantom, you know, otherworldly like ghoul essentially runs this opera. Like that's his opera. Yeah. Um. So he demands certain things. Like he says, I want, I, I get a salary. This is my box. Don't sit anyone in this box. And essentially like he's in charge. And if you don't do what he says, you're going to be in trouble. So you kind of see the owner like kind of skedaddle like, oh, not my problem anymore. And that's kind of obviously the reason why he wanted to get out. Is yeah. He's keep paying this random man that's a bunch true. of money. I feel like it's like a scary version of Sheldon. Like, don't sit in my spot. Sheldon Cooper. From Big Bang Theory. Never seen it. Sorry. <laughs> shame on you. It's Listen, okay. I'll accept shame for barely having seen Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, that's I'm not true. accepting shame for not seeing things. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. I'm okay with that. All right. Okay. Okay. Continue. <laughs> So, um, after that happens and the phantom, like, kind of unveils itself, Carlotta is like, I'm done. Nothing has been done about this phantom. He's been wrecking my life. I'm out. So then it's like, oh my God, we're opening soon. Who's going to play the main lead? And it's revealed that Christine Daae, um, who was, like, a background dancer at some point, is also, like, randomly the daughter of this really famous violinist. It's revealed that she knows how to sing. No one has heard her sing, but the, the ballet teacher, who's kind of, like, her mother figure to her, is like, no, she's been trained by a very great teacher. I can't say who, but she's been trained. And then she starts singing, and she's a little meek and quiet, but then her voice comes out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got chills every time a note came out of her Yeah, it was... And I think I must say, it's, like, obviously people on broadway know how to sing but people in this show they need to know how to sing opera that's yeah. a different level yeah for sure and i must admit both times i had a different christine okay the christine that we saw hits down a hundred times better if you um the christine we saw i think is uh, emily or amelia i think that's her name yeah she was amazing incredible it like like it literally a voice like an angel yeah well that's good because that's what her voice had to be yeah, i mean yeah it was great but it's sort of she's open she sings and then you kind of see everyone's face like oh my god she can sing and then it sort of transitions in a really like cool way of like okay now it's opening night and she's still singing the song but she's now changed costumes the background has changed you can obviously tell that she's singing to an actual audience rather than like in the backstage like sort of auditioning yeah. in a way i definitely liked that when they incorporated the audience yeah i think that's the best part of the like show this, i think this production is just very different like even the way that they transition at first like you see like the sort of other cast members around her changing her costume which yeah. i feel like is it's obviously something from the 80s because i feel like now you wouldn't really see that they incorporate a different different way of changing costumes yeah it's not so obvious either they go backstage or, like there's a quick costume change so it's like, that's interesting. But like the way that it sort of turns, I've never seen like time turn quite like that in another show. But Phantom does it a very interesting way where like even the chandelier coming up and now it's a different time. It's not like announcing the time is different. It's like a sort of gesture yeah, is now the reason why time is different, which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just insane to think how much Broadway shows have developed over the years. Yeah. Because, you know, this is this show's been on Broadway for 35 years. Mm -hmm. They don't change it. It's not a revival update or anything. Yeah. And it's just incredible to sort of put that show and compare it to the shows that we see today. Yeah. It's so different. It's very different. But I think it's part of its charm. I mean, it's it's part of the reason why it was closing, meaning like, you know, some things get left behind, but this yeah. is a classic and I think it will remain a classic. Better be in America somewhere. It's going to be. Of course. Even if it's stuck at the opera, like the <laughs> actual opera. <laughs> stuck at the opera. That'd be interesting. Like an opera version of Phantom of the Opera? Ooh. The Met, are you listening? <laughs> um, but I think that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, so I think Think of Me is a song that she sings, which might I add, oh. my favorite song. Oh, no, no, um, no. Masquerade. What are you talking about? We can though? agree to disagree. I think Masquerade was great, but you have to understand, I saw the movie before this. Okay. So the movie that came out in 2004 with Emmy Rosen, which by the way, she's like a trained opera singer. So yes. kudos to casting on that. And then Gerard Butler randomly is Phantom. That's right. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Oh, it's But so I watched that scene of her singing Think of Me on repeat. I remember like standing at the bus in school and just singing that to myself. Just Nerd alert. I <laughs> okay, miss, you can't talk because we already know I your know. whole background screen was revealed. 
where you were a Broadway nerd. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's that true. That's that's true. That At least I, I I sang it to myself. That's true. Okay, but I love Continue. that song, and it's just it's just like so romantic. And then the part where Raúl he's like in the one of the box seats, and he like in the middle of her singing "Think of Me," he talks about like, "Oh my God, can it be Christine?" Like I know her. Later, revealed that they grew up together, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he's also sort of the patron behind the opera. He's the one that's funding these two new owners, so they kind of reconnect through this song in a way, which I think is super romantic. Yeah, he was very attractive man. <laughs> I'm sure you noticed. Yeah. Very attractive. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, he was attractive. You've got to admit. <laughs> he was. Fair you enough. sort of get lost in his eyes. I couldn't see his eyes. I need glasses. I couldn't see there. Well, your blood is bad. Uh, I could see it. Because he got LASIK. That's true. Lucky. I'm wow. so I'm so jealous. Why did you get it? Money. Uh, get also, I've seen Final Destination and so for those who know. It's not good. Don't don't do anything with your eyes after seeing Final Destination. Oh, okay. That's all I'll say. Alrighty. Pe- people who know, who know. Well, that's why I didn't see it. Don't. <laughs> I'm I'm not I, it's not a scary movie but it's like I say this all the time final, side note but Final Destination is like Square one of the it. scarier movies for me not because I get scared but it's like there's a tiny chance that could happen I don't believe in ghosts you know I don't I don't believe you know Michael Myers and stuff but the stuff that happens in Final Destination while while extremely rare yes could happen that's true and that's scary all right should we get back to the actual yeah. show <laughs> That's, that's scary. Show. Yeah, that's true. But so think that it kind of ends the show of her like singing and then she goes backstage and Raul and her reconnect and you can kind of tell there's like some chemistry between them. Something's happening. He's totally in love with her already. Oh, absolutely. Why no wouldn't she? Why? I, would, I would love for a guy like that to fall in love <laughs> yeah, with me. Her voice was so good. So, but it's kind of the one of her friends, uh, like a fellow dancer asked, how how do you know how to sing? And she's like, you know, the this angel of music sings to me, and that's kind of where Phantom starts to come in, where yeah. she's asking him to like talk to me, like where are you? And then he's like, I'm in the mirror behind you, and then she turns around and there he is in the mirror. Oh, that was creepy. It was really creepy. The first time I saw it, I was like, <laughs> it's it's a creepy show. It's a creepy show. It's a creepy show. The whole thing is creepy, but we love the it. The makeup though, incredible. Yeah, very good. Scares the out yeah, of me. Really creepy, but yeah, it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> happens next the phantom is revealed and he's like come with me down into the darkness you know that's and he brings her essentially not through the mirror but like you can kind of tell it's like a trap door and he brings her and then the sort of song begins of the phantom of the opera best scene ever it's very good going down but i will i will have to say something what negative i know the theater itself this is the issue with a lot of theaters okay Mm mm-hmm you sit in the first couple of seats you're fine in orchestra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You sit towards the back of orchestra. You can only see half the, the stage because it's covered, like you have a roof essentially because yeah. that's where the balcony is. So we couldn't see the entire thing. So luckily we were standing mm-hmm. and we could, whether this is legal or not, who knows. We but stuck around. We stuck around and we went down the stairs to see it because that's the only way to see it. <laughs> yeah, so we... we- like she said, like it's kind of where we were standing again, back at orchestra. But of course, mezzanine is above us, so like the sort of floor of mezzanine is a little bit blocking the view. So we kind yeah. of like snuck around to see some things. Secret Which was to great. standing room, yeah. And I think the ushers are technically meant to come to us and say, "What are you doing?" But like, okay, pro tip: be nice to the ushers. Yeah, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because recently Playbill had to like literally put in the playbills like an etiquette guide you got to be nice to the ushers like yeah. they're literally your guides for the show like that's how we got seats after like we mentioned when you get standing room if people don't sit and like there's empty seats you tell the ushers like they know they have a system you ask them like oh can i sit and they'll tell you you gotta yeah. be nice so it's- i'm sure that's why they let us do that listen at the end of the day if there's a fire in the theater you have to rely on those ushers yes. and there's like a right and wrong way to attend theater. So, sure. And we need to get into this in a whole different conversation. But theater etiquette. Guys, we... Of turn course off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment. I do not need to hear Imagine Dragons playing <laughs> in the middle of a death scene. No. Or like a little beep beep that goes constant when like they're about to kiss or something. Yeah, don't do that. Like it's not... It's very distracting. Unless it's part of the orchestra. Unless you've been an addition, last minute, director's orders to be part of the orchestra. Don't do it. Just turn off your phone. (laughs) Please. And just be quiet. Just don't talk. Like, don't talk. 
you can scream and applaud when, when necessary. When necessary. And at curtain call. I'm begging you, please. You think we, no one can hear you? We can hear you. Even, Your little whispering doesn't work. Even the actors on stage could, he- could hear you. And we'll talk about this in an episode to come, but we went and saw Parade. Yeah. And someone's phone went off and didn't realize their phone was going off. And it kept beeping. And then Ben Platt, funny enough, was advertising for Broadway Cares. Broadway Cares. And he was like, that person whose phone went off, you better buy a poster. Because the poster was like 400 bucks or something. Yeah. You gotta pay. Everyone notices. So turn your phone off. I don't care if you do it multiple times, but it's just you gotta you gotta be respectful respectful to people who bought tickets and also to the actors like that's really you know distracting yeah and no we were doing this show in part because we love seeing broadway but we want people to get into broadway as well i mean it's it's awesome to be honest but you have to do it the right way so that you're still respectful of the craft yeah absolutely that's our you know that's our red besides the allergies (laughs) (laughs) essentially but um continuing on with fan of the opera he, like, brings her down into his, like, lair. It's, like, a sort of labyrinth underneath the, the opera where he lives. And I think this is one of the moments where the show really shines. Because he, it's, like, a weird sort of dressing room that's kind of, like, a freestanding um, sort of space. They, when he brings her through the mirror, it, like, goes off stage. And so you don't know what the sort of stage is going to turn into. Because he's going underground. Yeah. How are they going to do that? So you see, like, again, this is the part we kind of missed because we were standing in the room. Yeah. You kind of see him, like, bringing Christine down. There's, like, a sort of slanted, like, ramp. Ramp, yeah. yeah. And then they disappear. And, like, where you hear them still singing, though. Um, Which is very good. Yes. The fact that they're able to co- continue singing off stage is brilliant. And you don't really, I don't, I can't recall seeing that quite a lot right no. now. So it's again, it's like a very, like, it's a surround sound, like ethereal sort of experience where you feel as if you're, you are in that you're opera, in the opera. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And so you kind of see like chandelier lights coming down and then fog. And then it's kind of revealed that like, the fog is kind of like sort of like the mist from this river oh, of light. Stunning. And you see him and her come around in this boat. I've never seen a boat on stage like that ever. Pirates? Oh, like that sort of thing? No, I just Dark. mean like it's a different way of organizing the set. I would like to see how that actually moves in real life. I have a tidbit about that. Ooh. I know how it happens. Ooh. I'm going to tell y'all. Would you like to care to share with us? Fun facts, baby. Fun facts. Do you want to do it now? <laughs> I'm anticipating. You're going to have to wait. Rude. Like the rest of them. Okay, continue. Okay. I know all the fun facts. Anyways, they kind of come and she's like still singing and he's like, sing for me. Like, that's what he's saying. Like, I'm the fan of the opera. I control you. I've taught you everything. You're going to sing for me now. Which nowadays, can we just say, no one controls you? Yes. Ever. <laughs> just to, just, just to FYI. Just to put it out there. Um, again, a creepy show. We're not endorsing Dark. any of the actions by the Phantom Dark. at all. Because that'd be a kind lot of weird stuff. if we did. Yeah, but let's continue. Anyways, um, he's like, "Sing for me," and you see her voice getting higher and higher. And this is where her voice shines. Oh, where it's yeah. like, literally, she gets to a whistle tone at the end. Oh my god, it's great! If you if you've never seen, if you're not familiar with this, please look it up. Like, I'm sure there's videos of this scene of just like the Phantom of the Opera song. It's just, oh my god, it's amazing. But anyways, he takes her, he reveals where he lives, his lair, and she's kind of, like, scared, like, what the hell is happening? She faints at one point. She wakes up, she sees him, and she's like, who is this man? I feel like I'm going crazy. And it's kind of revealed that he has this weird obsession with her. Like, he's the one that's teaching her, but he's, like, kind of in love with her in a really weird way. It's just just weird. And it's, like, and it plays off the fact that she, you know, her dad, when he died, told her, before he died, told her, like, I will send an angel for you. She thinks this is him, but, like, he's the angel of darkness, meaning, like, he's essentially, like, evil. He's the devil. Yeah. Every name that you could possibly call. (laughs) Maybe your (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Phantom is worse. Phantom is horrible. He'd be be unaliving people. That's Um, true. Not good. But, so as you, you see her, like, kind of, like, understand that this is, like, a really, like, weird person. Like, it's not just, like, an angel of darkness. It's, like, no, this is a person. He's, like, kind of stalking me. This is weird. She kind of wants to leave and he uh, at one point lets her leave because it's like, okay, people are looking for you. We got to let you go back because essentially you're my star. You're my muse. I control this opera. 
you're gonna sing in this opera and then she goes back upstairs yeah and it's like where has she been and finally she comes back and her and marvel kind of reunite and it is very lovely to see them reunite and i love the and reunion. then they go into you know the whole whole romantic story and yeah them getting together and then it comes to the point where the phantom now has written an opera mm-hmm. for the theater to perform but here's the catch he doesn't want you know the original female lead mm-hmm. to play the lead no he wants he hates her. i'm sorry that's kind of the funniest part about one of the funny parts but he's so petty he's like this girl cannot sing like you're you think you're great you sound like a frog yeah. like he the shade was real in all his letters yeah I'm sorry. it was it was very good but yeah so they he he creates a new opera for christine mm-hmm. And it comes with all these conditions. And they have to abide by them. Because if they don't, well, things may get a little bit nasty. Yeah. Which is like kind of, you kind of see that happen. They're putting on another show. They're putting on one of the shows that he wants Christine to be. Not his, but a show. And they tell her, no, Christine, you're going to be in the back. We don't want you to star. Yeah. And when that happens, he kills someone behind stage. Yeah, that ain't pretty. No, it was not good. Phantom Evil, again, if if that isn't already clear. He kills... One of the stage heads. Yeah. And then obviously that's sort of where Act One finishes. I will I'd say Act One finishes when like sort of Christine and Raul kind of get together and decide they're gonna be together. Yeah. Like Christine runs off, she's scared out of her mind, of course, because it's like this guy's obsessed with me. What is he gonna do? And then Raul kind of comforts her on like the sort of roof and they sing like all I ask of you, which is just like essentially just I'm scared. Please just love me and calm me down. That's a, yeah. that's the essential. It's such a beautiful song. But you kind of see, like, they sing and they're together and it's, it's a, they're going to be together and they go down. And then, like, you sort of hear, like, the, the, the music change a little bit. Woo. And so the chandelier that's kind of been there, yeah. sort of, which, again, we have to sneak around the side to see. You see that the phantom was on it the whole time. He was listening. And he's like, all I wanted, all I ask of you is for yeah. you to love me. I'm getting like, goosebumps. I'm like, angry. Right now, goosebumps. And I think this is one note which I really liked about the whole production. Okay. Where when the Phantom is singing and when his like voiceover is happening, there's like, I think, there's like 24 speakers. I looked this up. Yeah. 24 speakers around the whole entire theater and his voice moves around. Oh, that is super chilling. Chilling, but most breathtaking thing. It's brilliant, honestly. It's such a good, I like, why don't theaters do that? Moving around is, again, you're in this opera house. Yeah. So when that happens, you just feel the anger and turmoil. I feel like this Phantom and this, when we were to see it, um, it was actually someone else playing Phantom. And I think he did a really, really great job. brilliant job. Oh my God. It was so good. It's Jeremy Stoll. So he was doing Phantom this time and he did such a good, like, iteration of just being tormented, but also angry. Really great job. His voice, he's like, he's upset. And it's like, oh my God, the, the, the intermission happens and you're like, what is he going to do yeah. now that it's revealed that she doesn't love him. She loves somebody else. And now he's jealous in his jealous face. Not good when you're jealous. Nope. But that's sort of where, like I said, you know, act one is finished and you're sort of on a high and intermission comes around. Now, here's the thing about intermission. I've spoken about it every time. The bathroom <laughs> situation. Okay. Let us know. Please don't. Bathrooms for the this particular theater, uh, for the Majestic Theater are located at the bottom of the theater. So you enter at the first level, mm-hmm. but realistically, there's like a basement yeah. floor where there is another bar. You also have a bar on the first floor, but there's a bar at the basement, including the restrooms. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting and beautiful about this is that, you know, Phantom of the... It's an opera, right? Yeah. So you would expect, you know, picture with operas are usually played the bathrooms and the decor is very similar to that mm-hmm. which is something i like keep it with the show but bathroom line extremely long yeah i'm sure like you As need usual. to go before the show no one goes before the show but at the majestic you have to at the majestic you have to because yeah, there's no way on this planet will you be able to first of all the stairs you don't need to exercise for the day nothing like that there's a lot of stairs but the staircases are really pretty. Oh, they are. Gorgeous. I never said they're not. I know. You don't need to do exercise. You could sit on your butt all day and you're fine. So it's, I really love the theater overall, but you definitely need to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. prior if you can. Yeah. That's my advice. I, I trust her. Otherwise, you run like there is no spur. <laughs> and you may miss. Yeah. Don't exactly. do that. Don't do that. Exactly. 
But let's move on to the second act. Yes. Which has my favorite, favorite. song. Yes. Of all time, which is Masquerade. Masquerade. How does that go again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a singer, all right? So I had to do it though. It's fan. Masquerade is gorgeous. Yeah. Why? Stunning staircase that everyone speaks about. I love that staircase. I feel like, again, it goes back to the sort of method of production. The, like, the level is different. Oh. Where I feel like, again, having seen a lot of shows, I've seen great stage design, but this uses so much of the stage vertically. Yeah. Which is different. I feel like I, I see stages, like, it's a lot happening on front you yeah. know there's a lot happening like in the maybe the the boxes but this fan of the opera uses a lot of vertical space yeah. where you see the chandelier coming down you see the phantom on the chandelier at one point and the staircase the staircase is like the whole way up yeah it's huge and that's the set it's just a staircase and but then, it's gorgeous but also every single person has you know a different costume on with yeah. a different mask but at the same time as well they have old 1980s style mannequins yeah there as well yeah which i would hate to think that they've been there since 1980 i doubt that i hope not but i mean at this point that that phantom opera has been in the theater for so long like yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if there are things just like embedded in the theater yeah. from phantom it's just gorgeous to see how they're able to use the mannequins and make it look like there's more people there mm-hmm. than there actually is mm-hmm. but it's stunning salt and Spoiler alert, the Phantom appears at this masquerade yes, does. and in his like appears- death costume. It's yeah. crazy. Like red and frightening and Ooh, it's scary. Yeah. The way he appears is that he appears as if he's or he's already there. Yeah. And I was like, when I saw the show last, the first time, I was like, how did he get there? He wasn't there before. Like, did I miss it? And this time around, knowing all of that information going in, it was really cool to just watch the stage mm-hmm. and watch the stairs. Because mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, that's the moment he arrives on oh. stage. He's never on stage. Oh, okay, okay. There was a elevator that mm-hmm. takes him up. And then he suddenly appears behind a character who gets a surprise of his life i mean i would mm-hmm. too but it's stunning to see how it's all played out mm-hmm. and how he also he's at one section like one second he's on the floor and then the next second he is at the top of the stairs yeah and i was like how did he get there <laughs> tricks man tricks no okay. i think like i read this production is like 120 trapdoors yeah it's insane it's like, coming out everywhere the other thing is too like i think there is a stud double for Masquerade. i've never read it before but i was like how could they possibly because yeah. i saw a little bit of his like hands mm-hmm. like on the on the floor and he's and then he appears at the top and i'm like that doesn't make sense um, Maybe. yeah it's I love that scene. As we get after Masquerade is done and it still follows the life of them putting on this opera. Yes. That, that Christina uh, that Christine is like the lead in. Because Phantom has demanded it so. He's like at the Masquerade, he's like, I've written an opera. Y'all are gonna do it. Yeah. You have no choice. And she's gonna be the lead. What I love about the second act as well is that they explore Christine's relationship with Raoul a lot further and mm-hmm. it gets a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. Even though the Phantom appears at, like, random times. Yes. Sort of like a menace. Right. He's very much stalking her at this point. (laughs) She also, you can see now that she's falling into his trap of, like, being hypnotized. She's just very scared at this point. Like, she she doesn't want to be in this show. But it's like, you have no choice because he's demanded it and he has already shown... He's threatened and he's shown that he will do some really bad things to make this happen. Yeah. And it's uh, you also see a girl really yearning for, like, a father figure Yeah, at this point. And she kind of, the angel of music was that, and now Phantom is sort of, like, morphing into it. And it's she's just really sad and confused and scared. Yeah. I mean, I would be too. Yeah. So in the next scene, kind of see, again, Christina's grappling with the fact that she has to play this role. And she seeks out, like, her father's grave. And she's like, dad, like, essentially, I wish you were here again to guide me and tell me what I need to be doing. And you kind of hear a voice again. Obviously, we know it's the Phantom's voice at this point at her father's grave, essentially, like, pretending to be her dad. Yeah. In a weird way of, like, I'm here, child. Come to me, child. And she's entranced. Again, she's, like, hypnotized. Starts to go toward him. But Raul comes and saves her from being kidnapped by him. And then you see, like, sort of pyrotechnics of, like, the sort of Phantom shooting fire at them. It's it's, it's insane. Insane scene. That's probably what I'm my other favorite scenes (laughs) to see like all the fire yeah it's just like what the hell who is this man yeah 
literally again he's very like just a supernatural vibe oh yeah for sure but they put on the show and then phantom it's it's a it seems as though he like he switches out like when some one of the cast members goes off the change phantom like knocks him out and then now phantom is on stage and kidnaps christine and brings him back to his lair and just essentially like once demands that she be with him yeah which is kind of creepy because he was just portraying to be like her the dad, dad. <laughs> weird again weird but i don't know i think we need like a, a psychoanalyst on here with us to analyze phantom's uh, psyche cause... i feel like i want to hear andrew's take on all <laughs> like know. that's who i want to hear yeah from. who 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 inspired you to write phantom um yeah. interesting interesting but phantom takes her back to his his lair and you see raul is like oh my god i have to find her finally the, the ballet teacher shows him where it is but she warns him keep a hand at the love of your eye, because Phantom is known to like wrap a noose around people and kill them. Yeah. So he finally goes, he gets to gets to Christine, but he didn't listen to the woman, didn't have his hand up, he gets his neck wrapped, Ooh. and then the Phantom is like to Christine, You choose me or I kill him. Yeah. That's it. So Christine and like, I don't know what to do, kisses the Phantom. Ugh. Yeah, no. A little icky. Again. We just said. And it's very romantic, like the way she's like acting. But of course, it's like an all in act to just be like, oh my God, I really love Raul, but I have to save him. Yeah. And I think in this moment, surprisingly, you didn't really see any sort of redeemable qualities about the Phantom to this point. But at this point, when she kisses him, it seems as though he's like overcome by like, oh my God, someone loves me. Of course, again, Christine does not love him. Yeah. But it's like a moment of like, oh, this is insane. And I feel like for the first time in his life, he's, he's felt lovable. Yeah. And so he releases Christine. He releases our role and says, just leave. Leave me be. Yeah. And let me go. And probably the one of the best transitions mm-hmm. I've seen in any show mm-hmm. is this final scene. Yeah. With Phantom sitting on the chair. Yep. So he sits back in his chair. Christine is left. He's distraught. And you kind of see all these soldiers that were employed by the opera to kind of like catch him coming down to his lair and he covers himself with a blanket right and then someone pulls the blanket off and all that remains is the mask but the way he disappears into that chair, i don't know how i don't know how again i know there are trapdoors. i don't know how i have no idea that that happened. is it's done so well though yeah because he would have to seek back into his chair like it'd be very hard to i would love to Again, this whole idea of like behind the scenes tours, they should do more of them. I, I mean, Wicked so. is doing them at the moment. I want to see how all that worked. Yeah. It's a like a legit production. Like it's there's I have questions. I have a lot of questions too. If anyone in the in the in the comment section knows anything, please share. Like one yeah. of your family members worked, which is super cool worked on like the set i want to know like how is this happening i don't know i think it would be nice to celebrate the ending of the show being like we'll give some tours of the stage those would have been expensive though they would have you know they would have been crazy but anyway Uh, what could have what could have been it's just so sad to see phantom of all productions leave broadway I can understand why, but at the end of the day, Phantom is family and it's something that everyone thinks of and dreams of seeing on Broadway or the West End. So I'm just glad that, like we've mentioned before, there are other ways to see this production, Mm -hmm. including, like I mentioned it's opening up in Italy. Yeah, which is one of my my fun facts, actually. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, so Raman, who we all know from like Funny Girl. So good. He's going to be reprising his role as Phantom. He did play Phantom at one point. He will be reprising his role. And the Italy premiere of Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. So if uh, any of you like ramen and can go to Italy, (laughs) do it. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous already, but that's fine. But yeah, no, that's that's so interesting. When I heard that fact, I was like, this is going to be a good production. I know. Oh, my God. But I just would love to see where they do it, how they do it. So many questions. Mm-hmm. So many questions, but it'll be interesting to see. And let's talk about something very quickly. Yeah. I want to get your perspective on this. Let me know. The sequel to Phantom. Okay. Love Never Dies. Mm-hmm. Hands down, that should have gone in. It should have gone in. I should have. So, but it didn't, which is rude. It's not too late. But hopefully they bring it back someday. <laughs> I think they should. Should I go into my other fun facts? Yes, Finally please. reveal what you were asking me before. How does the boat work? Yes, tell How me. How does the boat travel? How? It's actually remote controlled. <gasps> it's like one of those like Atari like sticks. Yeah. Someone in the back has one of those is like steering the boat. I literally never would have guessed that. I thought like someone there was like magnets or something yeah. like pulling it. Yeah, no, it's just remote controlled. Like one of those cars, those toy cars. But it's a boat. Isn't that cool? 
That's crazy. Every night, it there's could just someone mess in up. the back. No, there's actually it happens a lot. Yeah. One of the things that happen. I mean, it's again, it's a big production. Yeah. One of the things that happens is sometimes it stops before it reaches the end. So apparently, the, whoever is Phantom knows that if it stops, because this happens quite often, you just you you escort Christine off and just br- and just walk her the rest of the way. Ah. Uh... Yes. Yeah. But another interesting fact that I was thinking about, and this goes back to even before it was on Broadway, Mm -hmm. actually. It's when Andrew Lloyd Webber was actually creating the production. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Just like Phantom, how he said, I'm creating an opera and Christine is going to be the lead. Yeah. Didn't Andrew have a similar story? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Elaborate? (laughs) Yeah. So um, when, as you know, like he created Cats. And I think in the 80s, uh, an actress by the name of Sarah Brightman was in Cats. And so she and Andrew knew each other. Knew but each other or knew each other? Knew each other. Anyway, but he was still married, you know. But she was like a, a classical soprano. So he created Fan of the Opera for her. And yeah. she starred as the original Christine in Fan of the Opera in 83. I mean, yeah. In 88, yeah. So it's just so interesting how his life mirrors this show. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting's a word for it. For sure. It is. It is. Oh, Andrew. But oh, Phantom, I hope it comes back. At least tour the States does something. Yeah, I think it will. In our lifetimes, it will. It will. We'll be like 80 and walkers on here and being like, we've seen it again. <laughs> we saw Phantom. They might update it by then, though. I hope they don't. <laughs> I, think, I don't think so. No. It kind of gets to, I mean, we can start rating it, but I think I think it'll stay a classic because... Of so many of its elements. For sure. And I think it also helps with the theater that's in. Yeah. Should we rate this show? Should be. I think we have to. We have to close out the show. All right. So the book. Yes. What did you think of the plot? Like the story? Oh, it's absolutely messed up. It's batshit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it works. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I am rating the book like a four out of five. Only a ding for like a little bit of creepiness. But as I said in previous episodes, if Sweeney Todd could be on Broadway, anything can yeah, be on Broadway. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. I think it's original. I think it's weird. It's creepy. But I also think the idea of having musical be about an opera makes opens up so many opportunities. And they explore those where the I, set is different. Yeah. The stage design is different. And now the whole theater, you feel like you're in an opera. It's very meta, which I enjoy. Yeah, I definitely would agree with you for So, that. yeah, four. All right, what did you think about the acting? Incredible. But to be perfectly honest, were we focusing on the acting when you saw the show? Like, the majority of the show is singing. Yeah, it's it like is. That's true. Is. That's true. But I feel like I feel like the acting is maybe like a three and a half for me. I think Phantom shined because I felt the torment. I think Christine was great, but I feel like... I think she could have been better with the acting. I think so. So I'm going to give it a three. I, she definitely was chosen because of her singing yes so which i would rate the singing five out of five it's an opera oh yeah absolutely. it's an opera I, I, there's nothing Heads else I can say. let's move on let's move on um what do you think of the music again four i think so andrew you did good you yeah. done good andrew for this one you did so overall four i'm at four and a half this four is a great one this is a top for me this is the top one i loved it all right well we reviewed oh. phantom oh my bittersweet oh phantom please don't go it's so you'll always be in our hearts we hope you've enjoyed this episode even though unfortunately you guys won't be able to get tickets maybe you get tickets to italy and if you do let us know yeah please share but please like subscribe comment you know the drill by now yes and we're on all social medias we're on youtube spotify instagram make sure you tell us your favorite experiences from pit if you have seen the show please We'd love to share them. Let's 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 celebrate this because it's an incredible musical. It is. Anyway, guys, that's all we have right now. But like we said, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber Week, which means the other show that we'll be discussing. Leslie, take a deep breath. I know this is a big one for you, but it may just be bad. But we'll continue with that for our next episode. Anyway, guys. Yeah. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.